This is the Unstoppable Authors Podcast with world-building warrior Angeline Trevina, planning and productivity powerhouse Holly Line, and formatting fireball Julia Scott. Every week we bring you discussions on the craft of writing, author life and business, and interviews with some of the industry's most unstoppable authors. A writer's life doesn't have to be solitary. We're here to bust that myth, support you on your journey, and encourage you to be unstoppable. Welcome to episode 133 of the Unstoppable Authors podcast and today we're talking about having multiple works in progress on the go at once. Before we get into the main topic let's dig into our personal updates. So uh, writing's going well or it was until today. Uh, <laughs> I, I you know I was like planning what I was going to say for this and then and then the day got away from me um but yeah I am on track to meet my target word count for February and I'm really enjoying this book and I've got nicely stuck in uh there are a few kinks to work out though um it's surprisingly tricky to write a new but connected series because you have to make it accessible for new readers and not get too bogged down in the events of the previous series so yeah I'm still figuring that out but (laughs) it will come together And it's just really uplifting to be having big word count days and a great confirmation that my gut instinct was right in thinking that I needed to be a bit more bold in my goals and give myself more of a push. So, yeah, I just, um, like I said, I didn't write today, so I need to make sure that my momentum doesn't get too derailed. Yeah, That's really cool. I'm quite jealous, to be honest, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because since my last book release, which honestly it was only like two weeks ago so thank <laughs> you it feels like about six months ago to me it honestly does so does 2020 but, though to be fair <laughs> yeah time just doesn't exist anymore no it doesn't. um but it was only a, like just over two weeks ago so I don't know why I'm fretting so much but um since that I felt very in between um I don't feel like I've really got my teeth into my next project yet and the reason that I know I haven't is because of the sheer amount of fringe work that I'm doing (laughs) so whenever I'm floating around a book but not in full-on writing mode I do all this fringe work which allows me to feel like I'm doing something but really it's just it's an avoidance tactic it really (laughs) is like commissioning artwork that I don't really need and creating social media layouts for putting quotes on that I haven't even written yet and researching covers that I don't need yet and and that's kind of where I am right now and I know that I will get past it because I always do because at the end of the day there's only so much fringe work that you can actually do before you have to start writing the book um I'm also I mean I'm also organizing three large events as well so I'm oh only three yeah (laughs) I am like busy I'm keeping myself busy but um I I do I do want to say that the uh sprints and giggles session that we did the other night it really helped me break back into fiction writing mode and yeah I just need to continue with that and Mm -hmm. make writing a habit again Mm -hmm. 
it was a good session and I love how you call it fringe work when actually it's just <clears throat> procrastination yes but <laughs> I, you can convince when it's stuff that feels related you can convince yourself that it's it's fringe I mean, yeah. work you know? yeah no, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna be totally honest and say that everything I'm doing right now is entirely just procrastination from actually writing my novel um <laughs> so sprints and giggles was the only time I've worked on my book so far this week which is fine right um mm -hmm. but yeah <laughs> I've been working on the original Dorian um I'm trying to add in a new POV which I'm trying to slot into all the other chapters that I've already written so that's challenging and it's a new character well not a new character but it's a character I haven't written before um and their voice is going to be very different to what I've written before so that's also a challenge um and I'm just avoiding challenge at the moment. I don't know. <laughs> life is life is challenging enough. So mm. I seem to be just uh, just holding my hands up going, yeah, I don't want to touch this right now. Um, but I have decided after chatting to Andy Slinger last week um, to rebrand my website and my social media. <laughs> you know, just just a small thing to procrastinate with. <laughs> um so I've, I've taken my website down and I'm rebuilding the entire thing and I'm trying to make a new logo, you know, all of that <laughs> fun stuff. Um, fringe yeah. work. Fringe it's work. fringe yeah. work. It's procrastination <laughs> at its finest, but at least it's at least it's productive. You know, it is. Yeah, it's helpful. Yeah. It'll be helpful mm -hmm. eventually. But I really do. I really need to stop procrastinating. Um, yeah. Mm. yeah I mean that the website stuff is an investment isn't it you're investing the time now in something that will pay off unlike my procrastination today which mainly involved watching experts reacting to things on YouTube uh, which <laughs> you know I'm like oh it's research big air quotes around that it's, it's research <laughs> for future books that I are not even ideas yet but someday this will be useful to me maybe you can retain the information mm. <laughs> because I would watch a video and then forget it all <laughs> yeah I, I still don't know my mobile phone number I've had it for years <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> well <laughs> oh, I'm saving dear. all the videos in a playlist so I can always go back and refer to them again later if I need to there you go very 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 wise very organized but we <laughs> wouldn't expect anything less from you Holly <laughs> of course <laughs> So on to the question of the week. Last week, I asked you, how has social media helped you in marketing your books? And we didn't have a lot of responses, which I think just um, goes to show that people <laughs> do struggle with marketing on social media um, and using it um, mm. well, I suppose. Um, but Holly replied, didn't you, Holly? I did. And, and Holly said, social media has helped me to meet fellow writers who write in my genre. And from there, we've cross promoted each other to our audiences. I've met people who have invited me to participate in anthologies to reach new readers too. So there's uh, two great tips. Um, market uh, by cross-promoting with other authors in your genre. I don't know why I'm struggling to get my words out, but yeah, Holly yep. said it best. <laughs> um, Shane said, how do I use social media to mark market my books? Um, badly. So I guess Shane's struggling. Edwin said, my experience with social media marketing is meh. <laughs> it has virtually no impact on the needle, even at a time like this where I'm running a deep discount on my first novel. And he said, I'm thinking, and your guest basically confirmed, that the big issue is in how to target readers rather than writers. I've yet to find a Facebook reader group that wasn't overwhelmed with writers looking to build their brand. 
So yeah, it's, um, it's tricky for everyone. So if you are struggling with social media and marketing on it, you are not alone by any means. Mm. <laughs> and listen to Julia's solo podcast. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully it will help. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is not easy. And a lot of the time it feels like you're just shouting into the void. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think what it comes down to is deciding whether it's actually something you want to do like you know question the premise of whether you need to be on social media for that reason and not everyone does and it's okay if you decide you just want to use social media for fun and not business Mm -hmm. absolutely or just networking with other writers because that is so key I mean yeah I I wouldn't be where I am now without the Instagram writing community and without yep. people like Holly and Angeline, because you need people cheering you on because writing is lonely. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. We've waxed lyrical a lot about it on this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Okay. But speaking of community, um, we just want to give a huge thank you to all of our patrons. Uh, no new patrons this week, but we really appreciate everyone's support who is, is already subscribed. Our patrons get early access to episodes, exclusive access to our off-air banter, of which there is plenty, and the <laughs> chance to join in with our monthly sessions of sprints and giggles, an evening where we do writing sprints, answer questions, and have a laugh. If you'd like to join in and also support the show, you can do so for just £3 a month at patreon.com forward slash unstoppable authors it would be really great if you could take a moment to share this episode on social media like what we've just been talking about grab a (laughs) screenshot share it directly from your podcast platform or even take a selfie with it just remember to tag us so that we can share it too it always means so much to hear from our listeners and to know that you enjoy the show yep so let's move on to our main topic for today all about multiple works in progress um so us three what have we got on at the moment are we all working on lots of different things um ish (laughs) (laughs) um i do have multiple projects that are unfinished but i'm only actively working on one of them and i do tend to stay focused on one thing at a time but i want to develop a system that includes multiple whips but I'll talk about that a bit more in a bit (laughs) um yeah in typical me fashion I currently have three books open um I have started writing all of them but I'm not very far into any of them yet I usually find I get to a point where one of the projects takes over and the others get left aside so I usually take one project through to completion and then go back to the others um I am also percolating another one in my head which totally counts as an active project so I guess that makes four (laughs) that's quite a few (laughs) I mean usually I only work on one thing at once um but at the moment I'm working on the final book in my science fantasy trilogy obviously as well as the short story for the anthology and my non-fiction formatting book but um I think I just I feel guilty like working on more than one thing and I do need to get out of that mindset and question the premise Holly would say but (laughs) you know it's like I've been really stuck on my on the original Dorian obviously I've been talking about this for weeks how stuck I am with it um 
And I could have been working on the formatting book, but I haven't because I feel like I should be doing my fiction. Mm. It's, it's just a weird mindset thing. But yeah, I've got three plus the fantasy series I've started. Mm. And plotting for other stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I suppose one of the big questions that you have to start with is what counts as a work in progress? Because that would be different for other pe- for different people mm. When it because I being a discovery writer so much of my pre-work is just done in my head which I count as an active project when it's in my head but mm. when when does it actually officially become an active project is the question, when you've it? got words words on the page that are going towards the final thing ah so for you it's words draft. on the page yes yeah, well, I, I think yeah starting a first that. draft oh, yeah, yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd count it before that because oh, I do yeah I do like months of world building in my head before I start writing so yeah. I to me that's an active pro- project because yeah. I should be writing it down and yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I wouldn't remember it all <laughs> yeah my active projects begin at the point where I should be writing it down <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah I mean I do a lot of thinking as well although I do I do tend to write notes before I've started actually drafting um for me the sort of definition of whether it's an active project or not is sort of how you know how much on my mind is it how you know am I actually doing any active thinking or active Mm. work on it like I have a draft with my critique partner but I have not touched that book in I mean, I gave it a quick once over before I sent it to her. So it's been a few weeks. But before that, it had been months since I touched that draft. So I don't count that as an active project, even though I'm kind of waiting on feedback for it. Um, I've it got another. It should, you should count that. Do you think? Well, like... I'm not thinking about it. I'm not working on it. So to me, it's not active. So it's, but it's, it's still in, in progress. No, yeah, but it's still in progress. It might not be an active work in progress, but it's in progress. Yeah, like, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I could. I could. I could get on board with that. We should have agreed a definition before we started the podcast. I feel but like. actually, this is. I know we've we've like sidelined quite a bit, and it, I did it, but um, <laughs> the, actually, this has been really interesting mm. to see how differently we define an active project for us yeah which is an important point because everyone will define it slightly different and you just got to define it the way that you define it but that was yeah that was an interesting discussion yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry I sidelined us but no, it's all right it's okay <laughs> so let's talk about why you would be crazy enough to um work on several works in progress at the same time (laughs) (laughs) well some personalities crave new and different um and I'm gonna gonna go there it's it different strengths Um, (laughs) (laughs) we Uh, we, we're just expecting it every episode Um, and I'm sure our listeners are too so it's it's fine sure um so obviously there (laughs) other people um to listen to uh, who are far more expert on strengths language than me but um but yeah there are some some strengths that really um get quite bored and really need uh to have fresh new things coming along all the time so if that's you 
um, then being able to switch between projects really works and stops people with those traits from getting bored. For example, high adaptability, which you That'd both have. Me. You know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here think like going through my top five in my head, thinking which which of these might be might be me because I do get bored. And I think that's part of my problem with this third book. I'm just bored. Not, you know, I love, I love the book. I love the series. I love my characters. You know, they're part of me. Um, but I just feel like, oh, I want to do something new. Mm-hmm. So I wish I'd kind of slotted something else in before I did this book because I've had the time to. Let's be real. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, it's, it's. I think going forward, that's helpful to know about myself actually. Mm. Yeah, because I'm completely like that. I get I get very bored. And I've I've heard myself. I was smiling when you were saying that, Julia, because I have heard myself say literally the exact same thing where I've justified it. I've been like, yeah, I'm bored with it, but I love it. I love it. I And I love my characters and I love my story and I love the world, but I'm bored of it. And that's why when I write my trilogies, I tend to write two books really fast and then. I have a massive gap before I publish book three because I have to do other things in between. Um, So I wonder if you'll fall into a rhythm like that because, yeah, I need different stuff and I need to be switching around. And I've tried like time blocking before, but I I just can't because I need to, you know, I could time block like 15 minutes but then I need to do something else. I can't do, I can't stay on the same task for like three hours in a day. Just can't. Yeah. But it makes me wonder, you know, about the, I mean, this is completely side sidestepping the whole conversation, but what, you know, if, if you do kind of write two series at once and, and alternate, for example, mm-hmm. do you hold those books back um, and wait till you've got like a full series or a full trilogy, for example, because I know that, People are waiting for book three. I mean, that's part of the pressure. (laughs) Um, And that's part of why I feel like I've had to do that book rather than trying to do something else. Um, It's taken me just as long because I've been procrastinating. But um, yeah, would would you hold like a trilogy back until it was ready or would you just publish it as and when it was ready? Me, I never would because I'm just too impatient. If I could, I cannot sit on a finished book. I, I think just you, you and I are so alike <laughs> because I'm sure I remember Holly saying that she was going to write a series and, and not publish it, not publish yeah. any of it until the series was done. And I was like, I just, I don't know. I couldn't do that. It would physically well, hurt me. <laughs> well, I've never managed to do that before. I've, I'm very, yeah, I've, when I finish something, I put it out there and even like my, um, the hidden city, which is the novella made out of my short stories for the anthologies that I was in. As soon as I got the rights back, I was like, put it out, put it out. Even though I, I, it, that wasn't the plan. I had a different plan for that, but I couldn't sit on an asset that could potentially be making money for God knows how long. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, and I pushed that out, but the thing is I regret that and I'm trying something different. So um, what I alluded to and, you know, we've been talking about how many projects we have on the go, what I want to do this year and what I'm pushing myself to do is to write the first two books in two different series and not publish any of them and be going into 2023 with four books in hand. And then I can start releasing them, not 
major rapid releasing because I don't want to set up reader expectations to Mm -hmm. expect a book every month or two but I can start releasing them and be writing the next batch so that I'm always like ahead of the game Mm. so that's my plan and it's to get into a place where I have a bit of a production line going on where I have a book that I'm drafting and a book that I'm releasing and a book that I'm drafting and a book that I'm releasing. So Angeline, isn't it so organized? Doesn't it make you feel like, oh, why can't I be like that? Let me steal your strengths, Holly. I want this. (laughs) (laughs) Every every single time I'm like, oh, I wish, I wish I could be like that. But actually I've spent my whole life trying to be like that Mm. and failing every single time. So um, now I'm not going to try and be like that anymore. Because I'm not like that and I'll never be like that. Yeah, play to your own strengths. That's the whole Clifton Strengths philosophy is finding out what you're good at and then getting really, really, really good at that thing. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get Go back on, on track. Yes. <laughs> I was going to jump in and do yeah. the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so obviously there are personalities who do need to jump around I personally for me I find this particularly good um if I've got multiple works in progress that have different energies and by that I mean like the difference between fiction and non-fiction is a really good example they feel totally different to write and the output of them is very very different or completely different genres if you write in very very different genres they may well have different energies but I mean you could write two different books of similar or the same genre and they have very ju- different energies as well mm-hmm. but yeah I find that yeah. change in energy really really good mm-hmm. I think, but I still have a block there of jumping from one work in progress to another and I think it's because I'm worried that I'll use it again as a procrastination mm. technique of like finding something difficult in a work in progress and then going, oh, I can't deal with that. I'm going to go on to my other book. And then you just get like stuck and, and just avoid going back to it. But that's because society has always taught you that that's a bad thing to do. Mm. That's what our culture teaches us, that um, if you stop doing something and switch to another project, that you're always chasing the shiny new idea, you'll never finish anything, which for some people is true. But for me, and very possibly for you as well, that's not true at all it's actually very helpful Mm -hmm. for me to be able to switch between projects because if I get stuck with one I switch to another and that usually like that change in energy opens me up and makes me able to go back to the one I've got stuck on it's like when I switch between writing on the laptop to handwriting I do that sometimes if I've got stuck on a project and it kind of like it's like it opens something different in my head Mm -hmm. so yeah it can be that if you've got stuck it's because you need to think about you need to think about it some more so if you switch to do something else it allows your subconscious to kind of work on the problem in the background Mm -hmm. and then you may find that when you have you know finished that other project or get stuck on that one you're ready to go back to the other and that can be a big time saver because you are still being productive and you know, rather than stopping altogether and just being like paralyzed, Mm. you're still making progress on something. And then at least if nothing else, you can still feel good about that, you know, that you've still been doing something positive. True. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) 
So like I was saying about systems, if you have a good system in place, it may help you to publish more quickly if that's your goal. Um, it may not. It does also depend on your personality and the system, you know, the quality of the system. Or um, lack of system. Or lack of, yeah. <laughs> um, if you don't thrive on having systems, then ignore this. Um, but if you do and you have like a good routine, it can help you speed up. And that's what I am anticipating and hoping for with my plan for this year. So, yeah. yeah. Because I, I do know some authors who rapid release who um, are always working on two projects at the same time. One will be they're writing one and editing another. Mm-hmm. And they, they're releasing one book a month. Yeah, I'm not aiming to do that. And I, and I, don't, I don't think chasing the, uh, the Amazon cliff is a very sustainable way to have a, a long career. Um, it wouldn't be for me. <laughs> No, but I'm looking at a three month kind of turnaround. That's what I'd yeah. like to get to. I think it's great. And again, I, I keep I've said to myself so many times like that that's the kind of system I want to have in place, but it just doesn't work for me. And I've done I've done a lot of accepting that this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but good. it has been this year. I'm in my 40s and it's taken me to that point to be able to accept that actually systems don't work for me Mm. (laughs) and by accepting that life happens Mm. and you don't have control over lots of things and you know Mm. sickness and you know dealing with kids and whatever you know pandemics whatever life's going to throw at you um yeah I think any system needs to be flexible but then yes that should be fairly obvious anyway <laughs> so potential challenges of um, writing multiple work in progress is at the same time um, so the first we'd say is switching between projects may slow you down and um, just as switching between tasks can uh, you, you know you get your head into the new project before you hit your stride um, it's it's easily done actually that's what yeah. I worry about with switching projects that it will slow me down because I'm a zone writer especially Mm. yeah it can it can some because sometimes like just yeah getting into the right headspace can take a while yeah um yeah I I do it I do a thing that I I have mooching breaks and uh that's something that really helps me I will I actually have a kitchen timer a digital kitchen timer so I'll do a 15 minute word sprint and then I literally get off my chair and I just wander around the house and mooch for five minutes and then I come back mm-hmm. and that really helps me and when because I've got away from my desk so when I sit back down again it's like bang back in writing mode set my kitchen timer yeah <laughs> hopefully <laughs> doesn't always work yeah. yeah I can't I can't do short bits like that I need to just like I need to throw myself into something and obsess over it Or at least that's how I wrote the first book so Mm. quickly. Mm. But then I, you know, the housework suffered for it. (laughs) I didn't didn't speak to any of my family members for a while. (laughs) But that's NaNoWriMo in a, a, yeah, that's NaNoWriMo in a nutshell, isn't it really? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. My, my kids, well, I I mean, I I haven't done NaNo in a few years now, but yeah, when I used to do it, my kids forgot what I looked like. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I guess if, if you're good with switching between projects, then working on multiple at once will be good. Or maybe it's something that comes with practice. Mm. Maybe the more that you do mm. it, the more that you switch, the, the easier you find getting back into stuff. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. I'll let you know when I find out. <laughs> <laughs> you will let you know the answer when we have it. <laughs> <laughs> Which maybe never. <laughs> yeah, most certainly. <laughs> So another potential challenge is that it could end up getting confusing and you could end up mixing up characters or settings or especially if you're writing similar things. I think mm. there's less chance of that when it's, you know, one fiction or one non-fiction, for example. Yeah. Um, I'd be <laughs> very worried. Um, but yeah, like, like I've, I've got two, you know, my sort of two main um, series that I'm working on this year that they're kind of similar so that I don't know it could be a benefit could be it could be a drawback so I think one thing I've found with working on I mean obviously I'm working on the short story and um the original Midorian right now is that you get confused in voice mm. so you know it's not like I'm using the wrong character names or anything but I'm just I'm I'm writing I'm supposed to be writing from Alana's point of view in Alana's head um and I end up writing like mm. fantasy based kind of stuff mm. and uh, my editor is like this does not sound like her what are you doing <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah i tell, tell you something i did once which i this is the one thing i will never ever do again with switching between projects i was writing one book in first person pov and another one in third person Ooh, yeah and I honestly, people like, even if you thrive on switching between projects, I would advise not to do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a pain to have to go back and fix. Oh, that yeah. it was horrendous. It yeah. Was, yeah. Or even it like past awful. and present, if you're doing one, one past, one present. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, not that's good. they're, they're <laughs> easy mistakes to make in the first place <laughs> on one, one work in progress, let alone several. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and yeah. uh, we've already mentioned it, but another potential problem is that you can be using it as an avoidance tactic. So always chasing the shiny new ideas and never actually finishing the ones that you've got a bit bored with. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I mean, you've just sort of got to be vigilant with yourself really and and make sure you keep checking in Um to see if that is what's happening and also I just want to say it's okay to not finish everything like mm -hmm. sometimes you know your your subconscious is telling you something and if it's continually pulling you away from something maybe it's okay to let that thing go so you saying I don't have to finish book no. three <laughs> I knew you were gonna ask, I, mean... I was gonna say not you Julia you need to finish book three in your series oh uh... Um, but if it's like a new thing, you know, if you don't, if you don't have, you know, thousands of readers waiting for your new book. <laughs> not sure it's thousands, but. No, no, Julia, Julia, no, no. Go with it. Go with it's it. A, it's a handful. <laughs> <laughs> I get messages regularly. <laughs> yeah. Well, like George R. R. Martin cannot not finish Song of Ice and Fire, right? He literally, he can, he has to finish it. But he's blocked. He's stuck with it. And he's, you know, he said how the TV series has kind of like spoiled it because now he doesn't quite know how to end it. And it's like, he has to finish it. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's literally thousands of people waiting. 
he's he has to finish it he doesn't have a choice but what a burden is that that's awful yeah yeah I mean I feel I feel that burden with this book I mean he must feel that a million times over yeah and it it makes me think of uh Patrick Rothfuss as well Mm. I mean um the first book in his uh Kingkiller series the name of the wind was released back in 2007 which while I want to believe that that was only like three years ago <laughs> yeah oh it's longer than that yes. oh my god it's a lot longer <laughs> so uh yeah still yeah. waiting for book three please Mr Rothfuss mm. <laughs> okay so how let's let's try and um you know switch to the positives and the the practical um tips here so how how can we manage the workload of having multiple works in progress yeah so one good way we have already alluded to is to have your different projects in different stages of development so that might be planning or just percolating in your brain like mine do Um, one that you're on the first draft of, one that you're editing and one that you're gearing up to the release of because it's energies. Again, those things require totally different energies. So it's a really good way to, um, it can speed up your publication process. It can stop you from getting confused between the projects and it can help you with the, I need to do different things. (laughs) I'd also add here yeah be mindful of your time if you're kind of listening to Angeline saying that and thinking oh my god where would I find the time to do that then maybe just one work in progress is fine for you because we all have very very different lives you know if if you're dealing with lots of other things in life young children and all of that just just be mindful of the time you have available for you and don't overburden yourself because you feel like you should be doing three books at once. You know, that's not what we're saying. No, um, absolutely. This is, this is just one way to do it if <laughs> if that would fit in with the way your life is structured right now. Yep, absolutely. If you write in different genres or with different pen names, then try having one in each on the go at once. This is especially um, good and relevant if you write both fiction and nonfiction. Um, I think... I, I can definitely conceive of being able to quite easily handle one fiction and one non-fiction at mm-hmm. once, even if they're in the same stage, if I was drafting both, I think yep. that would be fine. Um, but again, you know, know yourself. So um, <clears throat> yeah, do, do what's right for you. But I think, yeah, having different, if, I think if you want, you actively want to pursue having multiple works in progress at once, this, you know, you could, employ this as a deliberate tactic to have very different um contrasting things going on yeah definitely you may also benefit from some strict organization if you're someone like holly (laughs) (laughs) working on certain projects on different days or at different times of the day which helps compartmentalize them Um, it can help your brain switch if you know that this project is for the morning and this project is for the afternoon for example um alternatively you may be someone who works well by following your muse or creative whims do what you like but just be careful you don't um fall foul of any potential challenges we've already mentioned you could also do different work in progress in different locations 
uh, one at your writing space, one at a cafe, for example, that can also help um, shift your mindset ready to write each different project as well. Mm -hmm. Yep. And um, yeah, it's a bit more interest for you if you're moving around. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, it, it can be good to keep project notebooks like I should when I'm percolating, <laughs> but don't. <laughs> um, so that you are always certain of exactly which characters and locations and etc. whatever belong to which project. Yes, especially if you're writing books that are quite similar. Yeah, I, I, as people will know, especially if you follow me on Instagram, um, I'm a bit of a notebook fiend. And so I have, I have a set of matching notebooks that I've got everything to do with my Shifters in Kenton and Shifters in London series because they are so closely connected. And then I've got an entirely different style of notebook, different color, different type of pages. Everything is different about it for my vampire series and then again a different one for my Felix series so they're really different so I know whichever notebook I've got in front of me really really quickly what I'm working on and it's really clearly delineated. I like that plus it's an excuse to go notebook shopping. Yes it absolutely. Is. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we need an actual excuse. To no, buy notebooks not really but if you have a loved one that you need to <laughs> excuse it see i don't write any bookish stuff in notebooks everything i do is digital mm. and i don't i don't know why that is but yeah i am um, there are some great um software choices for keeping mm -hmm. what they would call a story bible i suppose that's what some people call them isn't it um plotter is a good one p-l-o-t-t-r you can have multiple uh, works in progress on there with all your plots and your locations and your characters all of that um can you like change the background or anything so that it looks aesthetically different for different projects on plotter i'm not sure but i also use um microsoft OneNote. that's that's mainly what i use for my uh stuff although i haven't i'm i'm not very good at, there are certain things i try to keep in my head especially about characters i don't really write much about characters or locations actually i'm not yeah no mine's very disorganized <laughs> i don't know yes you can probably change the background and stuff i'm just gonna say yes you'll find out way. you'll find a way sure. yeah <laughs> yeah and uh yeah finally we've kind of discussed writing rituals on the podcast before but have something that you can do before each writing session that trains your mind to get into writing mode and you can use different rituals for different projects so like we mentioned about different locations or with a different device or medium or using different writing playlists lighting different scented candles whatever it is whatever that gets your senses going and sort of trains you know you train yourself to be attuned to different projects with a different ritual and I think that's that's really the best thing to do. I could do different flavor coffees couldn't I yeah exactly <laughs> they all taste the same oh my goodness <laughs> I knew that would rile you <laughs> I I do use different uh writing playlists mm -hmm. for different things although that that's again one of my fringe <laughs> jobs that I do putting together playlists for particular projects I think a lot of writers do that 
yeah yeah it's not procrastination it's very important work mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> sure. yeah I found my last few playlists have got most of the same songs on which is a bit <laughs> of an issue I just like if I really love the song and it because the songs I pick are more about sort of mood and mm. most of my books pretty much have you know a fairly fairly consistent mood which is dark and gritty and grumpy and angry and shouty so there's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of metal on my playlists <laughs> I love that yeah I don't I don't have many I have an overall just general writing playlist which I put on like most of the time when I write I have a separate playlist for my middle grade fiction which is mostly put together by my sons Mm. not me it's mostly (laughs) them putting that playlist together um and then I have I have a love scenes playlist because oh. I'm not very good at writing my love scenes. So I have a very particular playlist. <laughs> Get me in the mood. <laughs> yeah, Holly's love scenes are just written to metal as well. I expect they are. <laughs> uh, I, no, when I, I took a break last year and wrote something a bit more um, uh, spicy, let's just be honest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I had a very different playlist. So that, was, that was a very different playlist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Nice. Yeah. Right. Well, I think that wraps us up for multiple works in progress. I've actually found this very interesting discussion. Mm. It's been fun. Um, so would you rather? Let's move on to that. I've got a really silly one for you today. Um, so would you rather wake up as the opposite sex once a month or wake up in a strange place once a year? So strange place. Strange place. <laughs> yeah. That, that could I be would... an interesting one, couldn't it? Do, yeah. you, do you think you have to find your way back home again or do you reckon you just stay there for the day and then the next then when you go to sleep you wake up back home the next day oh interesting i'd take either option though because having to find you a home could be you know a fun challenge (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then until you wake up in like the middle of the australian outback (laughs) with no money (laughs) i'm gonna pick the opposite and say i'd rather wake up once a month as the opposite sex and i'd pick the time when you know it's that time of month oh Uh, because then i could avoid it yeah <laughs> then it just wouldn't happen yeah. uh, and i'd uh you know return back to female the next day and skip that horrible part <laughs> that's that's a genius right yeah. <laughs> genius. i like that i think i'd probably go with that because um the worry of where i might wake up yeah no that would mm. freak me out like it could be anywhere you know what if it's like on the moon one day (laughs) (laughs) oh i think we have to say that it's confined to earth (laughs) but it reminds it reminds me of you know um some canons of like people who have the ability to teleport and they you see see it in um x-men a lot they have to know where they're teleporting to because they can accidentally teleport like 
into a wall. Mm. I love the way you say teleport. <laughs> I'm just sitting here like listening to you saying it over and over. I'm like, I've never heard anyone say it like that. How do I say it differently? You say teleport instead of teleport. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Uh, um, yeah, like in uh, the movie Jumper. Jumpers? Jumper. Has anyone seen that? No. I think it's the singular. I Hay- haven't Hayden Christensen. It, yeah, he maybe I have. The the jumpers have to have seen even like a, just a picture of somewhere before they Oh, it's there. the one where he has all the photos on his yes. wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have watched it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is this is taking a, a weird turn now. <laughs> <laughs> always does. It's fine. <laughs> Ah, right. Okay. So our question of the week for you this week is how many projects do you have on the go right now? And remember that if you want to join us for our next Sprints and Giggles session and get all of the other benefits, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash unstoppable authors. And don't forget to share the podcast online and tag us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for unstoppable authors. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Unstoppable Authors Podcast. We'll be back next week with more of our tenacity and worldly wisdom. Don't forget to visit our website to get the show notes and heaps of helpful blog articles at unstoppableauthors.com. And join our guild of unstoppable authors and you will not only hear from us every week, but you will also get a free digital copy of my book, 30 Days of World Building. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to subscribe and leave a review.